everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. And guess what? This week is Ross Chastain, who just won his first career Cup Series race at Circuit of the Americas. We taped this interview the day before his first win. And uh, actually, this week was supposed to be Noah Gregson. I did three of the 12 questions interviews while I was down in Austin, but I decided to run them a little bit out of order because Ross Chastain right now, everybody's talking about him. So we're going to do the Ross Chastain one first, then Noah Gregson next week. So flip-flopping these and uh, hopefully you forgive me on that because I think people want to hear from Ross Chastain right now. And uh, this was uh, another interesting one. Usually I, I cut out all the small talk, um, and just start the interviews with, uh, the first question essentially, but this one had some small talk that kind of foreshadowed what was going to happen the next day. So I left that in there that's how this will start. And then we'll go right into the interview. Uh, I thought we always did this later. Usually, but you're running so well. I'm like, I got to strike all the irons hot. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. You're talking about some Ross Chastain action right now. Just, like, uh, yeah, I don't just wait until you've already won a race. I'm <laughs> not expecting it to get any better, huh? No, it's it's only going to get better. That's why yeah. I want to like, get there early. Oh, yeah. It's just like the, uh, it's like the band who uh, you know before they got oh. super big. What band know? would that be? Uh, I, don't, I don't personally all right, everybody. I'm here with Ross Chastain. And uh, Ross, the first question is, how do you feel about people who recline their seats on airplanes? Yeah, do it. Oh, okay. No problem at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't have issues. I don't, I'm not even close to the seat, so it doesn't bother me. And um, pit crew guys, I will give them the benefit of not doing it to them on the team flights. But if it's commercial, yeah, I'm laying back. Okay, nice. Uh, how often do you get recognized at the grocery store? Not by it's somebody that I know, so oh okay, not much in Mooresville. I know people back home, so Fort Myers, yeah, that's but it's just people that I know, or yeah. it's people that know my family or me, but I might not necessarily have ever met them. They know more your family through the farming and stuff like that. Yes. And, like, oh, and hey, then now, now they follow the racing. Yeah. So, but they, they knew us before, but I might not have. I probably usually, or I definitely don't remember meeting them. Okay. I got unfortunately. you. Unfortunately, but not just by, not just by total random strangers or. Okay. Yeah. Um, on a scale one to 10, how good are you at replying to text messages in a timely manner? One being bot worst? Yeah. Uh, zero. Oh, really? Oh. I am terrible. Why? Why is that? Laziness, <laughs> incompetence. Yeah, it's you see them and then bad. you just forget to reply, or you're just like, ah, I'm too busy. Or well, it 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 starts with like a lot of texts come in for something. Is how it started years ago, and then I have blue dots and a and a number there by my text bubble on my home screen, and then if three more come in, I might get one or two of them. And then there's one more, and there's always just one more. And I feel like it just constantly grows. Um, I actually recently lost my phone. Didn't have iCloud backed up for the last few weeks. Oh, no. So Phoenix, I lost it. Like, pre-race at Phoenix, I remember having it. And then post-race, it was gone. So I don't know where I left it. Somewhere between the one hauler in the bathroom and the cup garage. And it's never showed up. And the Find My app still shows it there, but not active. So... I um, 
lost. I know, I know on my Mac when I got home that night, there was a lot of texts and I responded to them, but they weren't all there. I don't think. And so now people are like, man, you never responded after Phoenix. Like people that I would have definitely responded to. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah. and I, so I don't even tell them that I lost my phone because I don't, I feel like that would just be an excuse, but yeah, it's been, don't lose your phone. And if you do definitely have iCloud backed up, it's been a terrible process. Well, yeah. So this was going to be my question number seven. So I'm going to jump around. Cause I was going to, I heard that the phone was lost oh. and I, I wanted to know like, yeah, like, that that's like my worst nightmare personally so you, you've gone through this like um, i checked all the boxes for worst nightmare okay my phone was everything so it was my wallet so on the back of the, was a case id moose card membership all my credit cards wow some oh money no. oh um no. i was care and, and my hard card <gasps> oh no hard card gone wow what credit cards never got used and phone never turned back on oh so so it could be potentially just so post race. So it, I, I started. I probably left it with eighty percent battery. It's a three. It was a three year old phone, so it would die relatively throughout the day. Yeah. I don't know if I put it on airplane mode. So if I left it on, it probably went dead quicker, right? After the race, people were calling it. We were searching the hauler, searching the bathrooms. Terrible idea after the race. Don't go. Don't <laughs> go in the bathrooms. It's terrible. Oh gosh. Gosh. Oh, it's terrible. Um, and so it was ringing, and then Julia. PK was uh, Daniel's girlfriend was calling it. It, rang, it would ring full amount, and then it went to only ringing twice for her. It would ring two tones, and then it stopped ringing at all. So we were. I just kept it. I left everything on for a few days, like credit cards, to see if it would get charged, and nothing ever. Did. Wow. So what's your is your theory that somebody has it? No, I I left it somewhere. I don't know. But I, but I don't have a theory. Has it now. Oh, okay. You don't. You don't I know. lost it. Nobody took it. Right, no, but I'm saying at, at this point, like, is it is it lying on the ground somewhere in at the Phoenix Raceway? No, I looked, Lauren looked, Philip looked, everybody looked on our group, and then Julie Giese out there, she was looking. Um, wow. Like, that night and the next day, um, I have no idea. It probably got thrown away, honestly. That's that's my thought. I think that somehow it got it's thrown in a garbage. It's in a garbage dump somewhere. Oh, wow. That's best-case scenario. Yeah, well, that's... So, now you've had to re, you know call all your credit card companies and all this stuff to get all this stuff back yeah. while you're trying to race and through the process of SunTrust becoming truest which is a whole i wasn't logged into anything new yet so it's oh even that gosh. i just finally had to go to the bank with my laptop and my new phone and ask the branch manager please get me online please order me new stuff please oh. i was like please help me <laughs> i feel so incompetent right now this is the worst man yeah. i'm like Oh, I feel I I just feel you so know what bad for make you. you feel even worse. I'm walking around with a brand new phone with no case on it. Oh, that's dangerous. Yeah, that's I already dropped it right once. There. Oh no, I know. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't make good decisions. Ross, we gotta get <laughs> we gotta get your life in order. <laughs> um, okay. Well, what is the best way to get out of a conversation with someone who won't stop talking? Lose your phone. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, that's gonna do it. Yeah, I. Oh, I'm bad at this. Lauren, Philip usually have to yell, we got to go, and I'm usually late. I'm okay. late in general. I'm on time in general, but at track, going thing to thing, I think I was late for this. Um, I'm not good at well, it. Well, no so. offense, but looking at telemetry data is a little bit more important than this. So, Well, my lap took so long, it took me a while to watch all of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could only pick one form of social media and uh, to use and drop all the rest, which would it be? I'd drop all of them. 
Oh yeah, you just be like, dude, I'm out. Yeah. Um. I would keep Instagram. Yeah. It's it's like the least uh, sort of like the least trolls, the least negativity kind of thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't see much negativity on Instagram. I see I see highlight reels. Well, I mean, so. compared to Twitter, I'm saying oh, yeah. you pick that because oh, of Twitter's terrible. Yeah. I'm not even logged back into my Facebook yet because my personal account, I can't verify it because my authenticator app isn't working. Oh. I don't, like, I don't, like, I have to do everything on my Mac, so, not that I do anything. <laughs> I don't, po- I don't, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'll just be honest, I don't post that. Um, yeah, I'd keep Instagram, just for the, um, yeah, you can just interact on there easy, a quick comment on stuff, you know, just, people are posting the good stuff, I try to get our group to post the real stuff, but we still have to post sponsor stuff and team highlight stuff for the weekend. And, but I want like, like for example, California, we put up like a post race post weekend recap and mm-hmm. it didn't involve the practice crash. Oh, and I'm like, hello. Like <laughs> that was kind of a big part I of the weekend hit, is I hit destroyed a gen seven car and like hit as hard as I've ever hit. And we didn't have any pictures on for it. So, you know, I like more real stuff. That really scared me by the way. That hit. Get that was, line. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was bad. Yeah, I bet. I mean, when I was headed for the wall, I didn't I didn't know. Yeah, right. Honestly, when I opened my eyes after I hit the wall, I was like, oh, um, it, I smell smoke and I see a wrecked race car. I'm, I'm good. Wow, yeah. You were really the first person to really truly test that thing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. Super happy with how it all went. Yeah. Safety stuff did good. Car did. I don't know how you could hit much worse. Really. Wow. Wow. Um, what advice would you give someone who is having a hard time getting over a mistake they've made? Um, I think it depends on the mistake, but not like to fix that issue. But I found a lot of help with a book called it takes what it takes. And it was, um, by Trevor Moad. Um, he's passed away now, but he's a, like a life coach, brain coach, um, for Russell Wilson. So that's his, probably highest notable famous guy and that's what the book is kind of talking about how he helps talks about a lot but it just a lot of it is is like don't get too high and don't get too low just live neutral so this like sense of neutrality and that's the biggest thing that's helped me so when we run good i don't get too high i i'm happy and i celebrate and all that but when we run bad it's not the end of the world um granted we've ran better but i started this part way through last year read the book and Last year when we were really struggling with the 42 and Mike Metcalf gave me the book. So it's helped me a lot. I wish I could have met Russell, um, you know, just to see the guy behind the words, right? I've, I've read two books in my adult life and this was one and it's been really impactful for me. So I would just say, read that book, listen to his podcast he's done and just try to be better prepared for when it happens. I don't, I don't have a, other than living neutral, I don't have a good answer. Well, that is a good answer. So I appreciate that. Um, if someone blatantly wrecked you to win a race, would you interrupt their celebration? No, not celebration. Um, would you get them back later or like, cause you seem to like, uh, go specifically onto the celebration part of that question. Yeah. Well, that was the question. <laughs> <laughs> I answered, yeah. I answered, answered the, the question. You did. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, I, every, every situation is different. So usually I realize I'm instantly, you know, if I realize I've lost because of contact, then instant anger. It's that's human nature. 
but it's usually right after that instant the next instant is realizing okay i probably deserved it so i received what i gave and that's been i'm fine with it like i'm i don't i don't get on the radio and yell and scream i need them to move out of the way or anything or why did he do that tell you like i don't oh i love it when drivers say tell his spotter yeah like oh like come on we got it we're better than that just handle it yourself so um and that's probably came from the times when i wasn't racing as much and just watching when i didn't have as many races so i just try to watch and listen to guys radios and yeah i would um handle it at some point um but not in celebration okay uh what movie do you think you've seen the most times over the last year i don't think i've watched a movie wow no movies at all not a movie i don't have a i don't have a tv at my house that works there is one in the living room but it doesn't work oh wow so no tv at all Uh no everything's on my mac or computer i'll stream netflix on my on one of those Mm -hmm. have it um watch something in bed or or mainly watching stuff on the flights but other than that it's like yeah stream something laying in bed no tvs okay uh when you think about nascar five years from now what are you the most optimistic about and what worries you the most? Hey, optimistic about the TV deal. Um, I think there's a lot of potential. I know that we've always been working and the, the goal is to get on network TV, be on local channels, but times have changed. Um, my, I, my, I have like, I have spectrum TV on my, like it's what I have. So when I leave my house, if I'm not on my home Wi-Fi network, I don't get local channels. So if the race is on a local channel on Fox or NBC, big NBC or big Fox, I can't watch it if I'm not at home. Hmm. So I watch everything on my phone. So um, I think the, the possibility, I don't know, are we going to be on big network or are we going to be streaming stuff, um, pay-per-view or what? Um, excited about that. And really I don't have anything that I'm, too worried about because i'm gonna i don't i don't know what's next so i'm not i'm not gonna worry about what's next um i'm gonna probably adapt and keep plugging myself into the sport somehow so selfishly for me i don't i don't really have anything okay yeah so um a magic genie appears and offers you the chance to go back to the beginning of your racing career and start all over but you get to retain all the knowledge and experience that you have now. So do you accept the offer to go back and start over or do you stay in the present? Oh, that's tough. Because I, I could definitely make in the moment better decisions, right? We all could. Mm-mm, I'm not, I, because I'm gonna do stuff and I'm gonna be, ra- I won't be racing the number one car for Trackhouse. I'll be racing. I think I'll be racing something else, but I wouldn't be where I'm at now, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Um, yeah, probably the biggest thing that stands out is I probably, well, I know I I should have um, raced for Duke and Rhonda Thorson, and I didn't. I tested with, for them with them at, at Daytona one off season, and took a different deal. It would have been really challenging. I don't even know if I could have got it, but I would have pursued it harder looking back. Okay. And yeah, I didn't take it. I thought I could do better, and that was definitely the wrong choice. I got fired two races in. Oh, okay, okay. Driving the 92 truck, so, yeah. I think I would have done a little better racing for Duke that year. Yeah. 
you but that would have totally changed my whole life because then that forced me into Xfinity and I wasn't I wasn't pursuing any Xfinity stuff mm-hmm. and I got a few races with Shigiatori which turned into a Mark Smith TriStar race which turned into Johnny Davis and from there it's history and all the stuff that you learned at Johnny Davis and all that stuff yes. I mean shaped you or absolutely shaped you, yeah so. if I if I didn't put in four years three and a half years there I never get the shot in the 42 Xfinity car yep um there's no way. There's no other way that I'm. I mean, the whole thing, right? It doesn't. It still doesn't even seem real. Like I'm driving for Johnny, and I'm starting to dabble in a few Cup races. I'm, I've got a few a few truck races here and there, and then I, you know, we I'm like driving the motorhome. Me and Tyler Young or Brandon McReynolds are kind of taking turns. They're driving it more than I am, but like, give us a couple hundred bucks, and we had a free ride to the track, and this guy sees me doing it, and like sponsors me to drive the 42 xfinity so yeah it's not that's not going to happen wow it's a crazy story someday for your book <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be a great book yeah when jeff hayden gets me to finally write a book we'll, we'll there you go it. the guy from ink yeah yeah uh so each week i ask a driver give me a question for the next guy last week was noah gregson and he says uh, at this point in his career at this point in your career do you still have the same happiness and level of fun as when you started Oh, I have more. I wasn't a happy person. Um, I was happy like my first race at IRP because that was it. Like It was like one race and that was done. Funny enough, that was taking over a truck that Justin Marks had been dri- racing and driving that year. So huh. um, after that, though, once I took it serious and I moved to North Carolina that January of the next year, race for Bobby Dodder, started bouncing around, started just, you know, living with Hornaday to – renting apartments and townhouses or townhouses never rented an apartment and um i just felt like i'd watched so many guys come in at my time and get better opportunities coming after me get better opportunities and i just didn't understand why i was angry so yeah it's way happier now and it comes back to last year cup is so hard we didn't come out of the gate very fast i made mental mistakes i made on track mistakes and i wasn't happy and then that i mean seriously that I've never understood how a book could really matter that much, but it did. And that book That's really, changed I mean, my whole outlook. I mean, I, I feel like I have to go read that now. It, I feel like I'm a salesman for it, man, but it did. It changed. I'm not. I just, it's just, it did. It was powerful. Wow. So uh, the next interview I'm doing is with William Byron. Uh, do you have a question that I could ask Willie B? What's harder, racing your girlfriend's brother or a buddy that you're in a group chat with. Oh, I like that, man. There's a lot of layers to that. Yeah. That's a really good question. It's a really good question. Well, thanks Ross. I appreciate you doing this as always. Thanks Jeff. All right, everybody, there you have it. And as you heard, the next interview is for William Byron. Um, that's actually going to be in two weeks. Um, as I said, the Noah Gregson one will run next week. So sorry, these are out of order, but just felt like Chastain should go next. Oh gosh, by the way, how cringeworthy was that phone story? Oh, I was like shuddering the whole way through that. And afterwards he, he talked even more about it, um, about some of the trials and tribulations he's had. For instance, he got to Atlanta and he needed to rent a car, got to the car rental place 
and tried exiting, gave them his passport. And um, they said, well, you can't rent a car with a a passport, which, yeah, you wouldn't even think of that, right? I guess. Um, But you have to have a driver's license to rent a car, obviously. So he had to Uber somewhere and then somebody had to come pick him up. He couldn't rent a car uh, because he doesn't have his driver's license right now. And then he also told a story about trying to check into a hotel. He had the, he prepaid for it with a credit card, but you have to put a credit card hold, you know, present your card. He didn't have one. And he was basically begging the front desk clerk. It was like 2 a.m. He had gotten there. He was tired after a long day of travel and uh, they wouldn't let him check in. And, um, he, he basically, he tried, tried to give him, you know, cash. They wouldn't take it. Finally, he had to give them his passport as collateral for the weekend to hold his room. And then they gave it back at the end, uh, because he didn't have a credit card to put it on hold. So just all sorts of things you don't think of when you lose your wallet in addition to your phone. So hopefully that never happens to you or me, but it's unfortunately happened to Mr. Chastain. Although, uh, think he's had a he's had a pretty good month anyway right like because you know he got his first career win anyway uh this interview comes out on the athletic obviously before it comes out on apple Podcasts and spotify it comes out a week earlier and again that's to be fair to the people who subscribe to the athletic and pay for it there so if you want to get early access to these um on the wednesday they come out both the podcast version um, on the Athletics app and the written version, if you're more of a, a reader type, then you can go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions, and you will see the latest deal to subscribe to the entire Athletic site. Anyway, thanks as always for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions podcast.